You think I wouldn't have been prepared? Two years I spent setting up that elevator job. Two years I invested myself in it. You couldn't understand the kind of commitment that I have. You were in a man's life's work, and you think you can walk away. You got blinders on to the world. But I got your attention now, didn't I, Jack? When you just come after me. No, this is about me. This is about my money. This is about money due me, which I will collect. $3.7 million. It's my nest egg, Jack. At my age, you've got to think ahead. When I find you... Pop quiz, hotshot. There's a bomb on a bus. Once the bus goes 50 miles an hour, the bomb is armed. If it drops below 50, it blows up. What do you do? What do you do? That was A Maniacal Extortionist, played by Dennis Hopper, laying down the rules of a twisted high-octane game to an LA cop, played by Keanu Reeves, in 1994's Speed. From the bus that couldn't slow down to a new set of wheels that keeps going, we're on another adrenaline-soaked LA adventure this week as we review Michael Bay-helmed Ambulance. We don't know what we're doing, we're just talking about films, and films are better than people. I'm Sam. And I'm Lawrence. You still don't get it, do you, Jack? Huh? The beauty of it. A bomb is made to explode. That's its meaning, its purpose. Your life is empty because you spend it trying to stop the bomb from becoming. And for who? For what? Do you know what a bomb is, Jack, that doesn't explode? It is a cheap gold watch, buddy. You're crazy. You're fucking crazy. Oh, no. Poor people are crazy, Jack. I'm eccentric. So, this week, we watched Ambulance, and Sam's going to tell you the plot. Military veteran Will is out of work and unable to claim health insurance for his wife's surgery. He goes to his criminal brother, Danny, for help. A bank robber by trade, Danny persuades Will to come on a job to earn the money needed for his family. However, when the heist goes wrong, Danny and Will hijack an ambulance with paramedic Cam inside, leading to a high-octane chase over inner-city LA. Or... As a haiku, City of Angels, Heist Gone Wrong, Ad-Lib Kidnap, Explosions Ensue. I think what we need to do for that to make it relevant to Ambulance is have this huge orchestral score going over that poem, that haiku, because obviously to match what's actually happened in the film, because... Throughout the film, you can't get away from that score. You really can't. It's all over the place. If, all right, then. I'll do it again, and then we'll do it in post, all right? City of Angels. Heist gone wrong. Adlib kidnap. Explosions ensue. Now, you all listening at home will know if that sounded absolutely awesome and, and epic and cool and sounding like it should be accompanied by highly saturated shots and like beautiful people covered in vegetable oil and stuff as that poem was going over the top of the orchestral score. You'll know at home if that, if that worked like that. And for more of that orchestral score, here's a clip. Officers down in front of the bank. Automatic weapons being fired. Easy, 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 easy. You want to drive or can I drive? Bank robbery suspects have taken an ambulance. I got a cop shot. Gotta get him to the hospital. We doing hostages now. 
I came to you for a loan. You're my brother. Have I ever gotten you anything that I couldn't get you out of? Lock everything down. I have a plan! So, Michael Bay, back in our cinemas, a director that uh, needs no introduction, uh, but we should probably do a quick intro. He makes big, loud American action movies. He's become synonymous with obnoxious... Uh, cinema. Uh, yeah, obnoxious, <laughs> aggressive, uh, high-adrenaline cinema that is uh, stupid and no one likes, but somehow makes loads and loads of money each time. I'm a big fan of the, the action genre. There's not many Michael Bay films I like, though. They really are, are usually too stupid for me. Well, the bulk um, of them have been Transformers films. Yep. This is what we worked out yesterday. He's directed five Transformers films. <laughs> five? Yeah, which yeah. is not quite 50% of his output, but it's it's quite high, really. It's I, a lot. I mean, maybe he's more famous for Armageddon or The Rock or Bad Boys. I guess that you know he's done. He did two of the Bad Boys trilogy. He did. The Transformers films got more and more ridiculous and completely stupid over, yeah. over time, despite being hugely like financially successful. Pretty baffling. Pretty pretty baffling films. Um, but he's come back with a film which is actually a little bit cheaper than uh, than some of his other. In fact, it could be the cheapest Michael Bay film yet. It was made for forty million. Ambulance. What? 40 million? Yeah. Only 40 million? Exactly. Pocket change. Practically an indie. <laughs> it's practically it's practically clerks. Yeah. And you kind of said he's back in cinemas because I believe his last film was Six Underground, which oh, you've yeah, seen and I haven't. And that was a Netflix film. It was a Netflix film. It's also possibly the worst Michael Bay <laughs> film. It's absolutely dire. I'm not going to go into it here, why it is. The worst of a very bad bunch. It's, it's really, really terrible. But we went we went into this thinking it could be anything. It could be a masterpiece. It, it could, could be. be. We, we went in. We're open-minded as we always do. You know, maybe you'll be more convinced. On, on louder cinema maybe i'll be more convinced on on michael bay i don't know i mean what what did you think is this is this winning you over well i actually was kind of looking forward to it and i really am ashamed to admit that i don't <laughs> know what it is maybe it's just been a you know a crazy few weeks crazy few years i don't know maybe the, the thought of going to see a, a really dumb michael bay film did excite me i mean there were aspects that were more interesting then others from Jake Gyllenhaal being the main one. Yeah, I think Jake Gyllenhaal is is amazing in everything he does. He's not afraid to break the mold in terms of acting or go for you know a huge different array of characters. I think he's got an amazing CV, really a great a really great body of work. But also, it's got Yahya Abdul Mateen the second in it. The last one I saw him in was the Candyman remake. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has been in a lot of other really great films apart from that. Um, he's been in Us as well. He's also been in The Trial of the Chicago 7. He was also in The Matrix Resurrection, so maybe I'm kind of overplaying his his indie work. He's but. a bit of an up-and-comer. He, he's becoming this massive movie star, and Jake Gyllenhaal's already a, a massive movie star. Yeah, but I, th- I thought it had potential. Um, and again, the idea of like a heist film that could be quite similar to Heat, for example. I mean, Heat, mm-hmm. obviously, if you're going to make a heist film in L.A., then you know you're, it's always going to relate to Heat in some sort of way. But yeah, but yeah I kind of I, I thought I was, it was interesting, but... Yeah, I mean, it's still dumb, and I think ultimately, no matter for some of the more interesting aspects of it, you do kind of walk away thinking, I, I, like, I feel stupider for watching this film. <laughs> but it's not to say that it's not... It is dumb. It is so mind-numbingly dumb. Dumb as t- two short planks at certain points. <laughs> is that a phrase? 
Yeah, dumb as, dumb as too short. Or is it dull as too short? No, it's dumb as too short planks. You see, I can't remember the phrase because I went to see Ambulance. I mean, so now I'm stupid. <laughs> now I can't remember these things. That phrase could be in the dialogue. Yeah. Is that, is that, is that stupid? I guess the premise is okay. Will the the main characters, the sort of good brother. It's kind of established quite early on that him and Danny grew up together in a sort of criminal family where the, where their dad was kind of the, the head of this this operation. Yeah. Um, and he's kind of gone off to be in the military and Danny stayed and become this, um, yeah, this, this bank robber. So yeah, within a very short scene, Will is kind of supposed to come on this heist. So... Yeah, there's no real... That, that makes sense. Yes. <laughs> I've, oh, I, I need to steal $32 million. And do, do you want to come along? You, you, you came to me for help and money. Why don't you just come along and steal $32 million from me in this downtown LA bank? Like, And actually, we should talk about that scene briefly. Because what happens is there's, these, there's this really amazing cross-cutting and these kind of shots. Like, they go over... The camera never stays still. It kind of is really trying <laughs> to get you... Um, into this kind of like really dynamic setting where you know Will is trying to make this really difficult decision and Danny is trying to persuade him, um, and it's just really distracting. The camera's moving all over the place, but that is Michael Bay style. Yeah. But do you know what? We never actually see Will say yes. It's kind of like <laughs> we. This is a crucial decision. Like it would be really helpful if we saw that character actually say, "Yeah, no, you know what? I am going to go on this bank heist." But we don't. We just cut to another scene, and then we cut to another scene, and they were on the heist already. Yeah. It's like Michael Bay doesn't even have time for a character to make the decision for him. It's just like, well, we're just going to cut away, and then you're just going to, you know, you, we don't have to show that. We haven't got enough time. We need to get to the action. We need to get to the guns. Yeah. It's funny because the film is so long. Like, it's overly long and quite repetitive. You, you would have thought he could have put in something where the character just says, yeah, I'm going to come along the bank heist or something. It's funny you talk about those two characters. Like, maybe that's the, the best bit. Uh, of it to a certain degree like actually they they do go to some ways to establish these two as as brothers and and they're both really great actors and i'd love to see them in another film together uh doing something similar (laughs) rather than something this dumb they work really well together yeah it is weird how that's never really established but it's it's one of many things in this i mean there's the there's the usual kind of michael bayisms in this film of like bros basically just muscle men who have lots and lots of energy and constantly up bantering with one another like take the piss out with one another and being angry with one another and just sort of bashing together i'm not really an alpha male so i don't know how these you know people have this kind of camaraderie to summarize toxic masculinity toxic masculinity uh there's also sort of ultra beautiful people that are very shiny all the time uh, cartoon characters that occasionally drift into racial stereotypes. It has the sense of humour of a crude, stupid teenager. So people just swearing uh, very loudly, stupid stuff like that. American flags, lots of... I love the American flags. There's so many American flags. A big fetishization of the military. Cameras that go whoosh, whoosh, and then the soundtrack that we previously mentioned that goes like... Like kind of like that, like it's it very. But it gets exciting. in the way of the dialogue. Oh, so much! Like, sometimes so... I, I literally couldn't hear the dialogue because of the score, because you're so much in your face telling you how to feel. It gets in the way in a more, even more significant way. Um, this is meant to be a, a tense heist thriller. You know, you go from these people pulling off like a bank job, which is very, very risky, to them in a hostage situation. And what you need to do is like ramp up the tension, but you can't because the soundtrack is constantly going, 
constantly blaring at you and it just completely removes any kind of suspense from the actual film and that's a that's a real shame because there could have been some like good moments in this that were or there could have been some better moments in this that are unfortunately robbed of some of that quality a bit because of this silly soundtrack and i mean if we're talking about camera techniques I just think the overuse of drone and or helicopter shots just becomes really tedious. And by a drone or a helicopter shot, I mean, you'll see, like, it's almost like a bird's eye view shot. Almost every big film now uses a drone because it's easier. If you want a shot really, really high up that has this bird's eye view, you use a drone because it can go straight in. It can go over so many different things and go at speed as well, obviously making the, the shot more exciting and dynamic. Right. But Michael Bay, he uses this about 20 times in one film, where most blockbusters use it once or twice. Maybe like a couple of drone shots just to establish yeah. where characters are. Or if there's like a bit, if he wants to have a big scope or you want to see a lot of the frame, use a drone shot. And like, it just becomes so dull after a while. I mean, there are some great shots. There's a really good, there's a really good shot of when yeah. they're in a the reservoir um, and they're going across the, the helicopter. There are two police helicopters chasing this ambulance and Jake, a, a stunt double of Jake Gyllenhaal <laughs> like, is hanging out. But it looks, really obvious stunt double. It looks double. great and I think that's done for a drone. And there's another drone shot where he goes literally under a police car. No, yeah. no, no CGI, no visual effects. A, a drone literally goes under a police car and I think over another one. And yeah, it looks in those moments it looks great. But why not just keep it to the moments where it's really needed? Why does he have to do it? Another like nineteen times? It's just such a waste. I know. I mean, it's. You know, I watched a little featurette of in preparation, and I think he got some kind of like world champion drone like pilot who wears like VR goggles in order to pilot everything. And he and he loved and Michael Bay loved this and uses this and obviously does use this loads. But it, it makes me think he's even more of an adolescent because he's just a boy with a toy. Like he just loves this he loves this new toy he has. Yeah, it, it, it is overused and doesn't always work. Yeah, I mean Bay gets millions of dollars. Uh, even if it is just a paltry 40 million for this one. And he does so much for real that I, I think some of those shots just look incredible. Just They're so high-octane, really booming, like in-your-face images that, that, that look great. They really, really pop. I think that shot that you're describing, of that you, you can see in the trailer actually, is probably one of the, the best shots of the, the whole thing, and, it, and, it, and it's great. Um, it I, is the money shot. It is the standout shot of the yeah. whole film. But, and obviously, it is going to be used in the trailer because that's just a really great way to market it. I mean, we, we talk about it that it's, like, dumb, right? But, but like, I mean, to kind of clarify that, I mean, it's not just, the, like, some of the bits you can talk about. I mean, they're, they're bank robbers, but they, they only seem to sometimes wear masks because, of course, it's Michael Bay making a Michael Bay film, so you've got to show the beautiful people and their beautiful faces. And that, that just doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's amazing they got away with anything. They also kind of established that that Danny, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's character, he's he's supposed to be involved in loads of bank robberies since he was 17. He's wanted by the FBI, and yet ha- somehow he holds down a job like guarding cars for rich people, which also I love, by the way, because those scenes could have taken place anywhere, but it gives him an excuse to just have loads of shots of, like, sports cars that cost millions of dollars. Like, it's it's so pointless. But he's just in absolute keeping with his his whole kind of, like, way that he makes a film and the kind of stuff that he wants to put on screen. Oh, yeah, I mean, like, you know, when you want someone who's going to look after your, you know, really expensive cars or someone who's going to be in charge of security, you want someone who's wanted by the FBI <laughs> for, uh, for robbing banks. I mean, obviously. 
There's just loads of stuff like that in the film that you will see. There's just loads of stuff like it, right? But as I said before, it's, like, long, it's repetitive. You know, like, at one point, they kind of leave the ambulance and, like, do something else. And then, and then they, like, get back into the ambulance, like, shortly after. And I just thought, like, oh, God, like... Not what was the point of this? There's just there's the, there's no flow to the story either. I mean, like if you if you look at the, like The Rock or even like Bad Boys Two, there's like which they mentioned by the way, which they you... oh god that was that was agonising. They like he 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 references his own films in his latest films. <laughs> just I mean, the hubris of that, unbelievable. The ego is just incredible. But yeah, like if you look at those films, right? They you know, like even if some of his his better work has dated a bit it at least has a flow to it it, it actually feels like the story has like a, a beginning a middle and end and it and there, there, there are arcs that the characters follow and stuff but in this it just feels so like random and like they're making up as they go along and that they it seriously needed some some script editing in there I think if it was tighter, I think this could have been a real gem. There is good stuff in here. At the, at the core of it, there's a plot that works. You've got some good actors. And there is this real energy. I don't think we have time to go through the whole kind of what Michael Bay is as an auteur. But, like, sometimes it works, you know. It, it's just kind of a shame that he couldn't chop it down and turn it into something that was just a bit more nimble. Which is ironic since the whole thing <laughs> moves at such speed. You know, the mm. characters at one point say, we're a locomotive motive we don't stop it's a, it's a shame they couldn't have kept that idea when plotting out the whole thing there are so many explosions as well as yet like I, I the moment i laughed the most was like out of nowhere this henchman just reached for a grenade launcher and i just thought like of course of course there's a grenade launcher like hanging around somewhere because it's a michael bay film there's like a remote control car with a minigun on it which just I know a lot of this stuff like sounds fun, but it's just too bloody stupid. Like the whole thing is at that point though, when those when those things happen, when you do see someone turn up with a grenade launcher, yeah, I just think it's it's like part of the cause. Some action films get accused of getting stupid as it goes on, but with this, it starts out so dumb that it's like when you see like dumb event after dumb event after dumb event after like something that's completely illogical, it washes over you. In, in a way, it's better to if you're going to make a really really kind of childish film like this is then yeah. at least start at a low bar you know, do you know what I, mean? I mean they don't he doesn't he doesn't even try set that tone and maybe that's part of the appeal of a michael bay film that's mo- maybe why people want to that's why maybe people would want to go and see it there's always also this massive emphasis on la and it being a film about la the titles kind of fade ambulance and la is like emphasized and it's supposed to be, and I, and I don't know. Again, like you know, a film like Heat has a real atmosphere and gives you a picture of a place like LA. And the funny thing, I mean, this doesn't, but I mean, it kind of does. Like, there's some, there's something about it. Like, there are all these different people from all these different backgrounds and different stratas, and they're all like clashing together. And maybe that is kind of like what LA is. But Mate, is, that, is that not every big city? But then, yeah, I mean, I that is, like, you know, that's the other thing. Yeah, it doesn't really feel, like, necessarily distinctive to LA, other than that we do get, like, we do get to see a lot of the different communities. There's an emphasis on the Hispanic community in this. Um, I'll beat his criminals, but, you know, that's that's Michael Bay for you. Yeah, uh, and I mean, that's the thing. He has these communities, or and he kind of does, reduce, as you said earlier, reduce them to stereotypes. I mean, I actually kind of think, with that emphasis on it, it being LA... I just think it's him showing off like the setting of it. Yeah. So he's not really interested in the because we've basically talked about all these amazing kind of visual techniques that he uses. Mm. And again, it's kind of 
when that when the 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 film fades out and it's you know it's ambulance and it's just LA, it's almost like oh look how well I can shoot LA. Look at me. Look at look at all these techniques I can use. Look at yeah. all the all this money that I can use to shoot LA. Shoot all these different parts of LA. And actually, it's almost like an admittance that I don't care about these characters. I don't care about the story. I care about LA. I care about the city that I live in. And this is how I shoot it. Maybe that was his idea. I I don't know if he wants to always tell a story in the same way that other filmmakers do. But maybe that is Michael Bay's LA. You're right. Maybe that is. Look, overall, if it was tighter, if it was sharper, this could have been a real gem with the talent and the occasionally like interesting vision Bay has. But basically, it's just too stupefying and baggy i mean it's it's this is not his worst film this is not pearl harbor right which it would not a film that we mentioned earlier but yeah he directed pearl harbor um and that's something to say but this is just it's certainly not his best i could definitely see this being put on uh in the background or on some like friday night and i think it'd be pretty disappointing It's, it's just too long and there's more entertaining stuff out there yeah, I guess my summary would just be the one thing that it's got going for it is the lack of CGI. I think the the fact that if there is visual effects created by CGI or green screen, you don't really see it very much, and that yeah. is amazing. In in I think in the days of these kind of big superhero films, all these big action blockbusters that you can easily like spot what is and what isn't green screen or CGI. But in this, I really I really can see it, and so that's to its merit. But the fact that I've the only thing that I'm really positively talking about is the, you know, is the way that it's shot, is the way that he uses the camera. That, that says all about the character and the story. I actually think um, Yaya and Jake Gyllenhaal have a lot of fun. Yeah. I think apparently Gyllenhaal had the freedom to, to just run wild and he didn't have to stick to the script. And, you know, I don't think he's particularly funny in it, even when he's kind of meant to be. But, no. Uh, a lot of the jokes don't land. But, yeah, I guess it kind of has this, like, frantic energy that that... Is, is is quite watchable and that's that frantic energy between the two characters but yeah i i do think like some characters are let down i mean even like isa gonzalez who plays the paramedic i mean i remember seeing her in i care a lot and thinking that was like she played a supporting role but i think yeah. oh, this is actually like a really good showcase of her acting talent and then she does something like this where she doesn't really get any of the best lines she doesn't really get any of the best moments i mean again i think in interviews with her she talks about how she, you know, when she was in the ambulance, she trained to like keep her balance when she was in the ambulance, and you know, uh-huh. cause it, it was, the way that it was filmed was so frenetic, and yeah, um, it was so difficult to, you know, actually say a line or be in such a tight space with two other actors. That was kind of a challenge in itself, but the challenge wasn't the acting, or the challenge wasn't you know trying to deliver like the best lines in the script because there wasn't any. From a filmmaking point of view, I found that quite interesting, but yeah, just a, a monumentally stupid story and script and. If this had a stronger script or, as you say, something a bit tighter, it may be, might have even saved his reputation a little bit, Michael Bay. Yeah. But I just think this is another one in the canon of one of these like really laughable action films, which um, yeah, which don't really have any credibility. I think if you're going to see it, you already know you're going to see it, and I think you're probably going to be either disappointed or you're going to kind of be ignoring it anyway. It's going to kind of fill a hole or fill a purpose. I really think you can. If you are considering doing that, there's there's better out there. But as I say, it's not Michael Bay's worst. So maybe that's a plus. I don't really know. <laughs> One of the best of a very, very bad bunch. Mm-hmm. I gotta get back to my wife and my son. Does your wife know you're up, Banks? 
We're not the bad guys. We're just the guys trying to get home. We don't get to walk off into the sunset! Danny, everybody knows how dangerous you are. Do you? You get your helos out of here now! So, if you like this, I'm going to say go and watch Den of Thieves from 2018. Ah, God, I am embarrassed. Embarrassed now, my secret shame has to come out thanks to Ambulance of Den of Thieves, which is a, a, a which is a proper guilty pleasure for me. Uh, Den of Thieves is a heist thriller starring Jared Butler as Lieutenant Big Nick O'Brien, who's a hard drinking alpha male and head of an aggressive robbery task what, Jared force. Jared Butler, yeah, like j- an alpha male. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you, ah, you never seen that before? Nah, I don't know where. Oh, God. He's Talk about going against type. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's usually so spiritual and <laughs> soulful. Um, uh, but yeah, he plays Lieutenant Big Nick O'Brien, who's a hard-drinking alpha male and head of an aggressive robbery task force with the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department. He goes head-to-head with Ray Merriman, uh, played by Pablo Schreiber, a disciplined, intelligent alpha of his own unit of high-stakes bank robbers. Merriman's new driver, Donnie, played by O'Shea Jackson, might just be the weak link that Big Nick needs. Gangbangers, these are not. Whoever it is, they're addicted to heists. When by moves, you shoot them. You understand? Do you know what this means? It means I am a member of a gang. Only we have badges. Which means you are done. Do you look like the types who arrest you? No one for that seat down. Put you in handcuffs, drag you down to the station. We just shoot you. <laughs> Ten of Thieves is full of macho, testosterone-laden bullshit. Just mantras about crime and criminals and heavily tatted, hard-living bros bantering and butting horns. There's like a whole section of the film where it's just these three scenes back to back which are wordless no one is saying anything and it's just these contests between big nick and the bank robbing crew like merriman's crew like contents of gun shooting and and stripper seducing and it's just like watching a pissing contest it's so funny it becomes like almost a silent film but it's just these the these two men like measuring their erections like you you've almost got to admire that pure like broness but there is just something compelling about it like it's so dipped in this atmosphere of los angeles like not in the way that heat is but it's like more fun like there's this massive moral gray area of strip clubs and like seedy bars and industrial estates and even though it's got this like kind of frat boy sheen to it you you kind of believe in it and if you went to ambulance and you're looking for like kind of this good time and this adrenaline laden like heist film about LA set in LA I I think Den of Thieves does have something about it a certain kind of charisma plus I do love Jared Butler um, I think he's a really <laughs> underrated actor. I know he kind of uh, took the piss out of him a little bit at the beginning there, but uh, I think he does have something to him. I do think he does this role really well. He's also just having a lot of fun. He does macho really, really well. Him and uh, Pablo Schreiber are just so damn watchable. It's just great fun. So yeah, I think if you're looking for the kind of film that Ambulance is, I think you could do worse than than Den of Thieves. Uh, it sounds like you like it a, a lot more than Ambulance, Den of Thieves. I haven't seen it. I don't know. I think I probably... Well, Den of Thieves is certainly tighter. 
And Den of Thieves certainly has more of a... It, it certainly has, like, obviously, like, more quiet moments. They're not quite, you know... Everything's be- quiet for their drive Everything's quiet. There's not some sort of orchestral score going yeah, there right over an arbitrary scene. And so I think there's just there's just these moments that stick in your head. Like, just these, these little tiny moments of Jared Butler. Just like the way he goes to a crime scene and there's, like, a donut on the floor that one of the per- people that's been killed has got there and just picks up the donut and, like, eats it. And, like, all the way that he, like, after, like, a hard, like, long night, like, going over the crime, he's, like, swigging Pepto-Bismol. There's just something about the world they create that's just kind of intoxicating. I don't know what it was about it. It's not a good film, like, and there's something kind of horrible and brutish about it. But, like I say, I mean, if you're looking for a, a knee-slapping good time... I think Den of Thieves like ticks all the boxes that Ambulance does, but I don't think you should watch it. I think you'd fucking hate it, but... Well, I don't know. Like, I mean, maybe I'm going to go for a season of really dumb action films. Maybe, wow. Maybe Den of Thieves can be the next one in that uh, in that movement. That's you, Dumb action movies are, are, are usually my forte. I, I, <laughs> but I'd, I'd love to you to... I think everyone's got a bit of time for them, right? Yeah, of course. Sometimes if you're feeling ill, sometimes if you're a bit hungover, I don't know, like, there's something about a dumb action film just past the next couple of hours that, you know, really does hit the spot. Yeah, it does. So if you didn't like this, then I recommend Hell or High Water from 2016. So the hook to Ambulance is that it's another heist film. So again, like, really fun. It's about two brothers who rob banks because their deceased mother's ranch is about to be taken into ownership by the Texas Midlands Bank. All banks, boo. Boo. And on the hunt is a cop called Hamilton, played by Jeff Bridges. Always good to have a film with Jeff Bridges in. Little brother, go get that money. Good morning, folks. Open the drawers. You got a gun on you, old man? You're damn right I got a gun on me. Y'all gonna steal my gun, too? We ain't steal from you, we steal from the bank. Woo! You hear about these bank robberies? You may get to have some fun before they send you off to the rocking chair yet. I may have one hunt left in me. <laughs> Everybody get on the ground! Y'all been here for a while? Long enough to watch the bank getting robbed. has been robbing me for 30 years. So the reason that I say it's different to Ambulance is because it's slower, more of a character study, and a bit of a comment on poverty as well, which mm-hmm. is kind of quite interesting. Um, there's much more Western overtones with Toby and Tanner, who are the two brothers. I should say that um, Chris Pine plays Toby, and Tanner is played by Ben Foster. Um, so they're modern-day cowboys stealing from a civilized society. So again, that's kind of quite interesting, being set in Texas that's and true. all that. Um, so while yeah, while Ambulance is unashamedly dumb, Hella Highwater does address kind of that idea of of corporate greed and you know the 2008 financial crisis that plunged so many people um, you know into like really bad economic conditions. It's much deeper and much better balanced. Basically, Ambulance is action and spectacle first, story second, but Hella Highwater is a richer experience because you have plot followed by some really well choreographed shootouts. So essentially, it's just much more of a fulfilling film. Um, and yeah, yeah, a really good sort of antidote to the complete stupidity of Ambulance, of Michael Bay's Ambulance. <laughs> yeah, I love, love, love Hell or High Water. It's a wonderful watch. In fact, if you're going to watch one film that's coming out of this uh, podcast, I'd really recommend you going to watch Hell or High Water. It's such a wonderfully tense and well put together like thriller, but it has this kind of, as you say, like this this real rich undertones uh these ghosts of, of the uh old west 
are sort of floating around. Jeff Bridges is kind of like the almost like the last sheriff. Chris Pine and Ben Foster are like the last outlaws. Then you've got these couple of like Native American characters that pop up as well and references to kind of their plight and their legacy. And uh, but they never, that never gets in the way of the action. No, certainly not. Actually, and the action kind of, is it wonderful. Prope- it propels it in a way, really, because I actually think those bank heists are really realistic. And yeah, you've got, obviously you've got the bank heist in ambulance. Which doesn't make any sense and is just really bizarre. But again, by that point, you, you kind of know what what it's going to be about. There's there's two or three um, followed by a really amazing shootout in the finale of Hell or High Water, which yeah. is just so memorable and distinctive. And the color scope is amazing. Obviously, you've got these kind of oranges and browns because it's like rural Texas. Yeah, it looks stunning. It looks brilliant. Um, it got nominated for a few Oscars as well. I did it. Yeah, so it just showed you that it's got a, a lot of prestige. But yeah, it's it's a really really good uh, bank heist film. And, yeah, I mean, when you think of the high genre, obviously the daddy. Maybe you think all, of Heat. Yeah, yeah well, that's which, the, thing. the daddy has... of them all is is Heat, um, and obviously that's got a lot of prestige because of uh, De Niro and Pacino, and and that's got a really good script as well. But you know, Hell or High Water really is kind of a, a film that the heights are taking place for a reason. It doesn't feel mm. that they're being used as like a bit of a vacuous use of action. Yeah, the reason that they're robbing banks does actually mean something. The fact that this was the same bank that caused so much destruction in the first place and the feel that they're taking back you're rooting for them you that's are a really um, clever device to make look, you make you believe in these bank robbers and make you want these kind of two brothers to um, to succeed and get away with it so it kind of hooks you in straight away and there's so much to admire about it really not only from a, from a story point of view but from a from a spectacle point of view as well so yeah, it's like the perfect heist film for me. There's that beautiful line, I think, like towards the end where he says, like, poverty's like a disease passed on from, like, one generation to another. And it's like this, it shows you this kind of desperation that a lot of, like, kind of rural and post-industrial America is. And this, that you know, what, what used to be such, like, a, uh, a glorious exemplar of, of the United States has fallen on these, like, really hard times and this is kind of what they're reduced to yeah it's it's really wonderful it, in fact actually i have this vivid memory of re-watching it when i had like the house to myself and i got a burger king in and watched hella high water again so i have already used it as like a kind of friday night something to stick on and i think everyone should do that <laughs> i mean a burger king just sounds like more ambulance i think you'd want a more a better food with hella high water all right well maybe like a I don't know. What's better than a? What's what's higher up than a Burger King? Like oh, I don't know. Like yeah, maybe I don't know. A, a steak and some wine, or I don't know. I'm thinking of something. I think that's that... too much for what we're looking for. Like, I'm just you know maybe like uh, a Nando's. No, Again, no, no you're, denig- too much. you're denigrating hell or high water because of the. Okay, you know, find like a good a good burger place or something like a posh burger. Pl- oh, uh, yeah, like what? What about like um, Honest Burger? Or Gourmet Bird, or Gourmet Bird Kitchen, yeah. GBK. We should be. Are, are we plugging this? Is, are, is this, this feels like we're, we're selling out now? Well, it'd be good to get a sponsor. <laughs> I'd love a sponsor. So, yeah, that's one more Michael Bay film out of the way. Will you go and watch a, another Michael Bay film? I will go watch another Michael Bay film because he's such a famous director now. Yeah, you think you've got to really because I mean he's such a household name. I think even people that aren't really into films have heard of the name Michael Bay and have known the type of films or seen the type of films he's made or, or been involved with. But, you know, as I say, it, he's made worse. He's made more offensive films. He certainly has. Uh, yeah, and I mean, it's, it's... But yeah, you know, even though he's getting older, his mentality is still quite young. 
an example for our age. You're you're only as young as the adolescent, like stupefying movies that you're making and the explosions that you're creating as well. Thank you so much for listening to Films Are Better Than People. Be sure to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to us on right now so you never miss an episode. We're on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts and SoundCloud. And don't forget to come follow us on Twitter at Films Are Better and like us on Facebook.com forward slash Films Are Better.